Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. My favorite part about having my other job was that I was able to just do this for fun. This wasn't about trying to get as many clients as I could. This was really just about, without pressure, trying on a career. So much of what I talk about with women is trying things out and seeing what you like. And the more women I talked to and the more women I helped and the more that I saw find their passion really just got me so much more excited to do this so much more. And that's how I knew this was my path of where I want to go. This is episode 130 of Bucket List Careers. Welcome back. I'm Krista Laurie. And today, life and career coach Dara Astman, who was on the podcast last year, is back with us to share a new development in her inspiring career pivot narrative. I'm not going to give it away, and I don't usually do these follow-up episodes, but this one felt right. Now she's helping more women than ever with her offerings, including her career pivot playbook for professional moms, empowering ambitious moms to rediscover what's possible and confidently pivot towards a career that ignites both passion and balance without guilt. Can I say that again? Without guilt. All right, let's listen. Dara, welcome back to Bucket List Careers. So great to have you. Thanks. It's so great to be back. Well, you know, I told you I rarely do follow-up episodes, but this felt so right considering you told me about the recent changes you've made to bring you even closer to your ultimate bucket list career phase. I've introduced you as a career coach for mothers seeking clarity, confidence, and purpose in their next step. But your road to this place is also one we can learn from and be inspired by, you know, how you transitioned from nearly two decades in media and sales. So let's rewind. Why don't you choose where, which point you want to take us from, perhaps your days at Paramount while being a mother juggling a lot? Yeah, absolutely. So I worked at Paramount and in media and sales for the past almost 20 years since graduating college. And I always was sort of knowing my next step, moving forward, moving up the ranks. And about 10 years ago, I had my daughter and I became a mom. And I actually was given the opportunity, the unique opportunity to be in a job share role, which was something that was pretty uncommon. There's a few others, but it was an opportunity for me to partner with someone else I worked with and work part-time. So I was able to, for the past 10 years, work in a job share role where I was able to go all in on the days I was there and then go all in with my kids at home on the days that I was home. So that really gave me that balance and flexibility that I was looking for. So I feel very fortunate to have had that. And how old were your kids at that time? So my daughter was one and my son, I was pregnant with my son when we first started. Yeah, those are those are busy years, I do remember. Yeah, it was great for me to be able to go to a gym class with them or be able to do some things with them and be home with them part-time. Obviously, this was the pre-COVID world when everyone was commuting into the office five days a week. So to be able to be with them a few days and still keep my corporate job was amazing. As my kids got older... Both my kids were going to school full time and I started to think about what was next for me now that I had these two days that I was home with them and they were not going to be here. And I actually spoke with a counselor, a career counselor myself, just to think about what I wanted to do next. Did I want to go back full time? Was there something else I wanted? And upon reflection, I really realized that this is something that I've always been interested in. I was a psychology major. I helped so many friends 
figure out their career pivots. And so I signed up for coaching school the fall of 2019, thinking I was going to have so much free time (laughs) to become a coach. And then, you know, COVID happened. I completed my degree, but I was also then working two jobs and was also a school teacher and everything else while my kids were home. COVID really changed everything. I think that I originally, when I started my coaching practice, I imagined myself having an office in town and people coming to it. And yes, people can still meet with me in person, but I have clients from all over the country. There are so many people who are rethinking their paths and wanting different things and realizing that what might never have worked for them before, now certain jobs have more flexibility than they ever had before. So it sort of opened up this whole other world when, of course, there were things like the great resignation and just the idea of all moms kind of rethinking their next steps. So I was rethinking them right alongside them. I love that over the past few years, you've been coaching about career transformations, simultaneously considering your own next step. But tell us when you said to yourself, I'm ready. I want to do this full time. And I think I want to give up the job share, which drum roll, please, you just did. Today's your last day at Paramount. Yeah. Yeah. Today is my official last day. This is hot off the press. (laughs) (laughs) I feel honored that I get to speak to you on this milestone day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think as I was coaching and as I was getting more clients and I found myself not able to take on as much as I wanted to. I could do so much more if only I had more time to meet with clients and more time to spend planning. And it's a lot of marketing and sales too, which I don't think I fully realize, but coming from marketing and sales, I actually do enjoy that part of it as well. But just the time to put into it, to develop my coaching program, to think strategically about this so I could really give the most to my clients. And I think I reached the point where I felt like, I have to go all in now. It's now or never. I've been talking about this for over four years. We got to just do it. So here I am. What changes now? Obviously your day-to-day changes and you have had clients already, but when you're all in now full throttle, how does it work? It's exciting because I think I can strategically spend time doing so many more things. I already have some things planned where I'm speaking for different groups. I have my my program that I'm launching, which spend a ton of time. It's no longer just sessions that people are buying. You are buying a full program from start to finish with videos and worksheets and all these things to really give the full experience of coaching, which I'm really excited about also. Just being able to go all in and be there 100% for my clients. Well, I'd say not only is your narrative one to learn from, but the content of the work you're doing is really quite perfect for my listener community. And I wanted to take an excerpt from a recent newsletter you sent out that laid out some things for people to ponder. I thought I'd share that with listeners. You wrote, does this sound familiar? You crave change, but fear, lack of motivation, and uncertainty keep you anchored in the same unhappy place. I'm sure lots of people listening have felt that. Number two, you juggle everything for everyone else, leaving yourself drained and depleted. You know what? Ding, ding, ding. I think after the holidays, (laughs) a lot of us feel that. Number three, you find yourself in the same place as you were at the start of 2023, despite talking about making a pivot often. And the last one, you know the corporate ladder isn't your path and you yearn for something more fulfilling. So I have to say, going back to number three, at the beginning of a new year, where we are now, there is something compelling 
and frightening about thinking, am I in the same place I was a year ago? So which program is right for people who aligned with all of these thoughts? Yeah. So the program that I'm offering is called the Career Pivot. It's a tongue twister. The Career Pivot Playbook for Professional Moms. <laughs> I got it. It's cute. But it really is an opportunity to take you from point A to point B to point C, where I can hold your hand. You're part of a group, but you also have individual sessions with me. And it's an opportunity to first take a look and think about what do you actually want? Because I think so many people go straight to the resume and applying for jobs. And in this program, you start out thinking about what are your values? What are your passions? What do you want your life to look like? right? That's the first step because you really have to narrow it down. And then from there, we talk through confidence and mindset and making sure that you feel good about what you are bringing to the table and what you're going after. Because if you don't believe that this job is right for you, the people that you're interviewing with are not going to believe that. So true. We talk about what are your potential ideal jobs? What makes sense with your must-haves? When you mix your must-haves with your passions and your skills, that's where it really comes out to find what makes sense. And from there, we can talk about networking, about resumes, about taking action and working to find the jobs that make the most sense for you and securing them. That's interesting. Do you find that the people you're talking to when it comes to fear of launching or making a change, they're worried about not having the right skills for what they would like to do or what they see themselves doing? that feeling of being ill-prepared for a transition to something entirely new? Absolutely. I would say imposter syndrome is maybe the number one thing that I hear from clients. It really isn't about changing your skills. It's about changing your mindset. It's interesting when you look at men versus women. I saw something recently where it was like men need to do 60% of the job in order to take it. Whereas women feel like they need to have 100% of the job skills in order to feel comfortable taking it understanding the value that you bring, but also knowing that you're going to learn some of it on the job and you don't have to necessarily have every single thing and already be doing the job in order to even think about applying. Right. So when you were attracted to coaching, you didn't even realize how your marketing and sales toolbox would come into play as much as it has. So it's like having that reliance and self-confidence that I have probably (laughs) more skills than I even realize to take with me to the second act. Absolutely. And so many women that I work with only look at the skills that they're paid for. They only value those skills if they're getting paid for them. But there's so many other skills that they are very good at that even just take a minute and think about, well, what do you do on a daily basis? What do you enjoy doing? What are you good at? It doesn't have to be what are you doing at your job only. And then what about the women who are coming out of the career pause because they've been taking care of the kids full time. Can you give me an example of someone who you've worked with that came out of that career pause and got into something fulfilling for herself? I have so many women that I work with that are home and looking to return to the workforce. And the first thing they always think of is, I guess I have to go back to where I came from because that's all I know. And that's who I know. And I think it's extremely important, even though it may seem easier to really think back on what is it that you want to do? And what is it that, you know, I had someone who was a teacher that pivoted into more of a corporate role. It was about taking the skills that she had as a teacher, skills that she had as a stay-at-home mom to really be able to feel confident. Because so much of this is the mindset of knowing what you're capable of 
and filling the gaps because you're willing to learn and you're willing to talk to people and watch some classes and things like that. Doesn't mean you have to go back to school. People think that these huge steps are the only things that will get them there. And it really doesn't have to be that way. I also know you have programs for those who've already launched, as I mentioned earlier, as business owners, or like I said, second acts in general. What do you find is the most critical component of support needed for the early stages, the first few years? Yeah. So I have a local group that I actually do in person, which is my entrepreneur group. And that is something that's a little bit different. But I came to realize as someone who is an entrepreneur, it can be really lonely. You're very much in it. And so to be able to goal set, sit down and think about your goals and acknowledge what was successful and what was not and why, and talk to other people who are have like-minded entrepreneurial brains that can say, well, have you tried this? Have you thought about this? And one of my favorite parts about my entrepreneur group is that they've all connected with each other. So I have someone who is launching her own business and she hired a copywriter from my group. She hired a photographer from my group. She's partnering with someone gifting her for gifting. It's a lot of the partnerships that have also made what I do so special. Right. I I did go to one of your events where I think you brought together a lot of mompreneurs and I noticed all the chatter and just the the light bulbs uh, over their heads like, oh, wait, we should collaborate, you know, beyond just learning from each other's stories the way we're learning from yours. Yeah. I just recorded an episode about the anti-resolution approach to New Year's when it comes to personal development, career development, based on the stats that so few achieve their goals resolution-wise. And often that leads to feelings of failure and regression in terms of moving a ball of some type forward. What is your take? This is obviously a good time of year to talk about this on resolutions, goal setting, and best practices for those looking for professional change, women in this case, but towards more purpose, something more fulfilling? Yeah, I think one of the best things you can do this time of year is to, instead of looking forward first, I would encourage you to look back Hmm. and look at your past year and think about what has been successful? What have you not been happy with? What would you want to change? Because, you know, it's easy to just say, I wish I could be more this, right? But if you actually take a step back and you think, well, this past year, I did really well in this thing, but I'm really unhappy here. And so then you can sort of have this idea, well, what worked then and why did it work, right? There's things that you were successful that that worked for you. So just saying, I want to go on a diet this year. Well, let's look back and think about when you ate healthy and how did that work for you? So thinking about getting a new job or networking, right? Like you could say, I want to network with a ton of different people, but where were you most comfortable networking? What was the best way for you to do it? so that you can create small, manageable steps. It should not feel so large that you're going to fail immediately. And it should be specific. I I speak very highly of specific numbers and putting things on your calendar. So instead of saying, in 2024, I'm going to network more. Maybe it's in 2024, I'm going to connect with one person a month and get a coffee with them that I don't know well, right? Like specific, tangible goals that feel realistic so that you can think, well, that's something I can actually do and then put it on your calendar and make it happen because just saying it is not going to be enough to actually make it happen. You need to commit to just small steps. I like that. So you're reviewing the past to see where there were some results, the habits that were involved in that, that you want to take into the year ahead. 
and having actionable targets, I think is important as long as they're not overwhelming. Like the number of one person, I'm going to network with one person, let's say the first few months of the year instead of 10 this month. So you don't get overwhelmed. Right. I like that a lot. I like that. So Let's finish up with your best nuggets of wisdom. I asked you this before, but now since your narrative has changed, you've actually left Paramount to be, as I said, full throttle with the coaching. Tell me how you got to that point where you said, I can do this. What have you learned about yourself along the way that we can take with us? I've learned that it doesn't happen overnight, right? So I've been building this for four years. This is not something that as much as I wanted to just say, oh, you know, I'm certified and now I'm going to go be a coach. I think that everything takes a lot more time than you might think. And it's okay to not be super successful on year one. My favorite part about having my other job was that I was able to just do this for fun. This wasn't about trying to get as many clients as I could. This was really just about without pressure trying on a career. So much of what I talk about with women is trying things out and seeing what you like. And the more women I talked to and the more women I helped and the more that I saw find their passion really just got me so much more excited to do this so much more. And that's how I knew this was my path of where I want to go. It takes time to really find your groove with all of it, right? And there's your, with anything, even if it's the right things, There's going to be challenges. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. I've learned so much. I've changed and evolved. People that I coached four years ago are not getting the same program that people are coaching with me today because I'm constantly learning and changing and growing, which is an amazing part of this too. That's awesome. So let's actually give our listeners a sense of what you are offering right now and how they can get involved. In January of 2024, what does Dara Aspen have out there? My big thing that's launching is my career pivot for professional moms program. It really is going to be about ditching the uncertainty and embracing clarity and really knowing what your passions are, finding flexibility and building a career that feels, you know, ignites both passion and balance. And all of this is going to be without guilt because I think so many moms feel that guilt at every different angle. So it really is going to be about finding that thing that's right for you and for your family. So I'm really excited about it. There's different modules, there's different workbooks and trainings and videos, and everything is going to be announced. For anyone on the wait list, it'll be announced on January 15th. Everyone else has to wait until the 22nd that week. So if you're interested, I definitely recommend getting on the wait list. There is no commitment, but it allows you to find out first And it also, there's a bunch of additional bonuses and savings for anyone who's on the wait list. So I definitely recommend if it's something you think you might be interested in to hop on the wait list and find out more. Great. So there's no commitment, but just to learn more and see if this is right for you, they should email you or just go to which website? DaraAstmanCoaching.com. But there's a specific wait list link I can give to you to put in the show notes. Oh, I will. Yeah, absolutely. And then they can sign up directly from there. I think I'm actually interested. I told you this. I love it. Because I love this podcast, but I still feel like there's something more. After doing this a few years, I feel like I can overlap this with something in a manageable way. So I'm definitely getting on your list. Okay. That's a done deal. I'm excited. (laughs) Yes, me too. All right, Dara Asman, thank you so much for coming back on the show and sharing, you know, your developments and your wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's always so great to see you. Same here. All right. Be well. 
Thanks for being with me here on Bucket List Careers. It's such a joy to host this podcast that's reaching more and more of you with every episode. Our ratings, reviews, and downloads are proof of the continued growth of this show. We're so grateful for you. More inspiring career pivot stories coming your way every Thursday. Be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.